fun, fun, fun times. You all have been listening to me uh, rant and rave about taking market share right now. Uh, now is the time to take market share. Now is the time when most loan officers are calling a ambulance as in, wah, the rates are too high. There's no business. Uh, I just sat around and did refis for three years. And now I have nothing to do. Um, and what a beautiful, perfect time for those of you that are on this call right now, because I'm sure you're pretty aggressive if you're on this call, to actually take market share. Um, and I'll tell you uh, just some stats of the loan officers that I personally work one-on-one -on -one with. 38 of them, over 95% of them are up year. If you if you look at last year through May, purchase units, they're up purchase units through May uh, against last year, which is a big stat. And what's cool is they took those loans, some of those loans probably from someone else. So now is the time to double down and really have at it. And I thought, what better time? to have my friend, Mr. Andrew Marquis on the call. He's one of the best loan officers in the country. Andrew, I don't want to misquote. I think you're number six last year in Scott, Scotsman's Guide. Now that they dropped all the better.com LOs out of there, right? I think, uh, I, think, I think we're left with people actually doing purchase loans. Um, and uh, he's a personal friend of mine. Uh, he's, he's a great guy. He's full of knowledge. But I will tell you one thing about Andrew when you're listening uh, don't be don't be swayed. Uh, just know that he is an extremely hard worker, uh, very hard worker. He does not mess around. Um, I would say he exemplifies the word grit. Um, and uh, he's coming. He's coming to us here from his uh, actually his second home in Vermont right now. Uh, but I guarantee you uh, he's working uh, because he's taking market share like all of you all should. So today we have Andrew Marquis with Cross Country Mortgage. Andrew, I don't want to mess up your title. You senior vice president. Is that the title that's they gave a, you? That, that, that works. Yeah. Or it doesn't even matter. Most LOs go, call me whatever you want. Just check out my W-2, right? Junior, I don't care. Junior loan officer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Junior loan officer, Andrew Marquis. Um, and, and everyone, Andrew is uh is 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 a Joel person, meaning he is a he he is all about originating purchase loans referred from agents. That is his whole gig. Obviously, I'm sure he did tons of refinances, but that was never a focus. Um, so, Andrew, you know, what exciting times we're in right now. And when did you get in the mortgage business, by the way? What was your first year? 2003. Okay, so, so, so Andrew's on the other side of, you all have heard me talking about, we have a whole generation of loan officers that have never originated loans in a non 30 year fixed market. In fact, they just have seen the rates dropping for like 10 years. They've never seen this before. Um, yeah. and, and by the way, we also have a generation, Andrew, I'd love to hear your opinion on this if you're seeing this, because I'm hearing this from all my clients. Most real estate agents are not equipped to pencil sell their way through this market. I'm in front of agents every week and I'm telling them, do whatever you can do to get your client to your loan officer within 10 seconds. Like say three words and get them over there because these agents can't, you know, a borrower says, oh my God, the rate 6%. I'm not going to buy. There's, there's no answer. Yep. But a great lender has the answer for that. Are you seeing the same thing with the agents? 100%. There's just not a lot of experienced agents. Experienced agents are asking me what the rate is every day. And you can, you can sense the fear in their voice for sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Andrew, tell, tell me a little bit about uh, what you're seeing in your market. Are you seeing loosening? By the way, Andrew is Boston Metro. It's his core market. Are you, are, are you seeing some loosening in inventory? Uh, are you seeing um, maybe some contingencies crawling back? 
Uh, give us a little overview on your market. Tell us what you're hearing uh, nationally. Um, then yeah. I want to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah, so January, February, Joel, in our market was just about the most difficult we've ever seen. And a perfect example I'll give is we have a town near Boston, very affluent town. My assistant lives there. 22,000 people live in this town. There was one listing for two months straight, <laughs> one listing. So if you wanted to buy a house, you could make an offer on this one house that was overpriced by probably 300 grand. Yeah. So it opened up a little bit in March. And I would say our market is also very tight for the standpoint of it's very stable. Prices are not going to go down here until they've gone down everywhere else in the country. Um, but yes, we have definitely seen, you know, it go from instead of a property getting, you know, 18 offers, maybe it's getting two or three, right? So people that are making real strong offers and can get their mind around the interest rate and the monthly payment are getting their offers accepted. The benefit of a loan office for a loan officer, more deals are coming together. We're not writing you know, six pre-approvals and getting one accepted offer. We're writing two and getting one. So although it sounds difficult, there's other challenges, right? We have to sell against local banks on the rates and there's some other challenges in the market but I think when you said take market share, that's one of the biggest things we can do right now, because we all know those local banks are going to screw up deals. We know their rates are not going to be low forever. They don't have the sales tools that we have. They're not going to be looking at their client refinancing eight months from now when we're in a recession and rates start to go down. So it's really where you can establish your, your value in the market, gain more market share, maybe pick up a junior LO here or there that's struggling at a bank. Um, and sell with confidence, Joel. You know, I just took a loan today, second home purchase. I quoted the borrower five and a half percent on a 15 year fix with two points. I said, <laughs> it, I said it confidently. I said, this is the next steps in the process. We're going to get you approved. You're going to close on your house. She was like, great. Just let me know what to do. Yeah. It's if people don't, um, you know, they, they, they discount that that what I call professional swagger. And people are attracted to people that are confident. And as soon as you pause, the client starts taking you apart 100 miles an hour. Andrew, what are you saying? I wanted to ask you this. I don't want to put you on the spot. But when someone says, well, Andrew, I mean, the rates are, uh, you know, uh, five and seven eighths right now, or they're 6%. I mean, why should I buy now? I mean, those those rates are too high. What what can I do about that? What are your what, what, tell it? Give us a little bit of your buyer consultation there on the current state of the rates. I'm sure everyone would love to hear that. Yeah. So I would talk. I obviously sell payment first, Joel, and I know that's a big hundred uh, percent. Yeah. The absolute last thing I get to is the rate. If the client doesn't ask me what the rate is on the call, I might not even bring it up, right? But you know, so we go through everything when the payments do how much cash to close, where's your cash coming from, what's your income, do you still work here, you know, here's your monthly payment, this is when it's going to start, and, and the very last thing is, oh, by the way, the rate is 5.875, and they might say, oh, that, you know, that's a little high, and, you know, I heard it was 2875 six months ago, and we'd say, yeah, you know, rates go up and down, but, you know, you said you're good with the monthly payment, and the good news is mortgages don't have prepayment penalties, so, you know, we provide other options. We might look at discount points. We might look at an ARM product, Joel, and we let them know that we're going to monitor your loan to refinance as soon as the rates come down once we hit a recession. Now, are you are you seeing, Andrew, um, you know, when I started originating, no old jokes, Ed Brem. I don't want to hear any old jokes. Uh, when I started originating, it was very common, Andrew. You get, a, you get a contract and it literally would say seller agrees to pay not 3%, it would say three points because the rates were so high that 
everyone was buying the rate down with points, you know, paid by the seller. We know we've just come through a market, sort of a no concession market. But I am hearing from loan officers in markets where where houses where there are some concessions, that's sneaking back a little bit. Are you uh, are you seeing that at all where sellers are getting involved to move their property uh, by actually paying points to buy the rate down? Our market hasn't shifted that that far. Nothing. Yet. Our okay. market here, not in Boston. I mean, okay. we're getting back to where people have mortgage contingencies, Joel. Where before they were all waived, they had no right. finance contingency. But we're not getting to the seller credit buying points yet. We haven't seen that piece. What do you tell me? Tell me what you're saying to your partners to to get the clients to you quicker. You know, there's something with agents. A lot of times you have to build a really deep relationship with them for them to trust you, to get you the people at 100 miles an hour. A lot of times, especially in this market, I'm finding agents are spending a little bit too long on the phone with the client up front, and they can potentially undo something that we as lenders that know how to pencil sell. And by the way, those of you on this phone right now, if you can't take a loan with a calculator and a pen, you need to take a look at that and make sure you know how to do that. Okay, it's great to use the technology, but you should know how to do that in this market. That's what I call pencil selling. When you're hearing me refer to that, that's the art of actually explaining to someone what they're buying, the value of money, what's going on, especially if they're selling a house and buying a new one. Are you having those conversations a lot, Andrew, with your agent partners as far as the handoff? Yeah. And I mean, for me with the agent partner, Joel, I think you couldn't have said it better. Say enough to hook the client but get them off the hook and over to us as soon as possible. And I think when they say to the client, I'm going to have you get pre-approved, the client starts thinking what? Credit pull. I don't right. want my credit pulled. I'm not talking to him. I don't So say, well, let's have an <laughs> exploratory conversation with a lender partner just to see what you might qualify for and if it makes sense. And part of it, what people don't realize, Joel, is what's the alternative to buying? Renting. And the <laughs> rents are out of control right now too. Right. Maybe they're going to pay someone else's mortgage or at least get a write-off own a property that we know over time is going to appreciate is in the Boston market, right? Have some tax deductible interest and build equity every month. What's the alternative? The rent here is just as high as buying. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And and so those of you that are listening that are working, you know, a Joel plan, these are types of things that you should be talking about at B2Bs right now. You should be talking about teaching your partners how to get these people over to you quicker so they don't say something that will actually kibosh the deal before the people get to you. It's important. Um, you know, even some of the best agents in the in the industry, Andrew, I work with a bunch of them now. I coach and mentor them. They're, 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 they are moving people to their lender partner so fast at 100 miles an hour um, just because the lender partners are just, it's so important. Talk about uh, docking files up front because I already know what you're going to say on this because you're exactly like me, but but I want them all to hear it from you who's closing a lot of purchase units every month regarding yep. docking files up front in this market. When you talk to good LOs, Andrew, they always say to me, Joel, it's all about contract to close, contract to close, contract to close, but I want to be ready when I get that contract. Talk about yeah, that. So it's, it's all about eliminating risk, Joel. And I think the risk from an underwriting perspective, it eliminates that risk of, hey, you know, he didn't didn't tell us about this self-employed business where he lost 200,000 last year. So it's all about that eliminating risk from the underwriting approval. But what is it also doing? Eliminating shopping risk, right? So it makes you stickier with the client. They go, I already did everything with Andrew. All he has to do is, you know, order my appraisal. Do I really want to switch lenders to save $32 a month, you know, it really makes the deal stickier. 
Um, you know, I had one today where we had quoted her five and a half percent. We locked her in. She got quoted five. I came down to five, five and a quarter. I met her halfway and she said, yep, you know what? I've been working with you forever. That's good enough. I'll work with you. So whereas if she'd done nothing other than put her social through a website, she'd bore Gone. more after she, Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and everyone, I hope you caught that. Put her social through a website. Um, by the way, if you're bouncing people directly into your technology without talking to them, I want to give you a visual. Your technology, no matter which company you work at, close your eyes and imagine an igloo, a cold igloo above the Arctic Circle, and you are shoving, you are throwing a potential buyer into that igloo basically naked is what you're doing when you bounce someone directly into your automated stuff without really talking to them. The best lenders in the country, the best visual is they cut holes in that igloo and there are people reaching through and there's a hand on the borrower's shoulder all the way through. There's, there's nobody alone in the technology. That is the best way to take your pull through down, down, down and make you work significantly harder, especially in this market where they might write five offers, six offers. They might get frustrated with their with their agent partner and, and bail on their agent partner. Well, I mean, Andrew Marquis is keeping that buyer. I mean, you you definitely want to keep, you know, you, you want to make sure you keep that buyer and you want your agent partners to know you're doing everything to do that. You know, Andrew, I'm glad you said that. With all the technology, you know, I used to say uh, high touch, low tech wins the game every time. High tech, low touch, you know, is a loser. Now I say high touch, high tech. You need to know how to use both. You need to use technology, but make them feel warm. Everyone, three most stressful things in life, death of a family member, divorce, buying or selling a house. We're right in the middle of that. Most people, unless you're somewhere in Seattle um, and you literally you know, or Gen Z or something, and you refuse to speak to a human being, which is 2% of maybe people getting mortgages, I'd say everyone wants to talk to a human being, at, at, at least for a couple of minutes. Andrew, what would you tell some of these people on here, um, you know, that, that maybe had last couple of years, their biggest years ever, they maybe bought that second home that their uh, Airbnb now, the Corvette might be in the driveway, and they might have dropped from 15 loans a month to two loans a month and are looking around going, what is going on here? Um, their company hasn't gotten to them yet. And by the way, I'm now hearing this from up top. Uh, the companies are starting to look top down at low producers and you're gonna see cut letters coming out for low producers because they don't wanna carry the benefits. They don't wanna carry all of that. They'd rather have Andrew Marquis do five extra loans instead of have uh, you know two LOs do two loans each. Um, what would you say are some really good activities things for people to do right now to, to hang tough. Because I think by the end of the year, there'll be a lot of missing loan officers and a lot of missing agents, which me personally, I love because I get to watch guys like you take market share. Yeah, no, 100%, Joel. I mean, the market is super challenging. And, and like I was saying earlier, there's always different challenges, right? I mean, the challenge before in Boston was we're writing 23 approvals to get an offer accepted. Now the challenge is rates suck, less people want to buy, and we're competing <laughs> on every deal, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but I think, you know, for me, it's like, if you lived your life off the last two years, like that was going to be sustainable long-term, then, you know, shame on you. But I think we need to forget about the last two years, look at what it was before that. 
I think if you average in the last two years, this year is tougher than what was the year before the pandemic, 2019? 19, 19. This is a tougher year than that, right? Because we have a, now we have a hangover from the two year Renaissance period and we need to get back (laughs) to a common mean, right? Yeah. And so I think for me, it's like work the refis where they exist, you know, which is cash outs, divorces, you know, people that are in a home equity line. I had someone today that they just had a, big home equity line, they wanted to fix the rate for, on a 10-year arm, work the arms, work the purchases. People have to move. They have to buy houses. They have to sell houses. Live thinner, you know, forget about, don't eat out six times a week. Don't drink the $200 <laughs> bottle of wine, you know. I, when you say Corvette, I figured you'd be saying like Ferrari, Joel, but like, you know, people need to just like kind of cut back and and like you said, get to, get to the grind, get the grit going, hire people, meet with your agents more, work a little bit harder, and you're going to come out of this thing and your income is going to be much more than it was in 2019. I, I, I could not agree more. I'm, I would bet in the past 30 days, Andrew, I've been in front of 200 to 300 real estate agents up close with them doing things. I mean, the good agents are not giving up. Those of you that you know, again, I don't want to give away my age, Ed Graham, you know, other old people on the on the call here. But listen, I, you know, we I wrote loans at 14 percent. And by the way, I wrote a lot of loans. I wrote a lot of loans at that. I mean, people always buy and sell. It's exactly what Andrew said. People always buy and sell. I mean, there's always things going on. And by the way, just so you know, we are still this is factual. Five million houses short for people that want them as of now, as of right now, we're not even counting all the people getting out of grad school, getting this, we we are 5 million houses short, which means we will overcome what's going on right now. And you want to be standing there with a shovel, you know, and, and, and a bucket when it happens, uh, you don't want to have tapped out and be working at CarMax, which are a bunch of loan officers will be doing that. It is factual. I've seen this happen before. There's no reason for it. And Andrew, you know, it was very practical advice. Live smart. It's true. I was, I, I'm telling people, Andrew, now that have big teams where, you know, maybe uh, the companies are coming in with scissors cutting. I said, you know what? Don't cut them. Pay them yourself and, 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 and build for the future. You know, who cares if you're used to putting 20 grand a month in your stock account and you did that for two years in a row and you put zero in your stock account, but you don't go negative. That's a win in this market. Who cares? Invest in your business. You know, they're kind of looking at me kind of squinty and they're getting mad maybe at their company because they're cutting an SA or cutting team people. And I said, fine, keep the people, pay them yourself. So, you, you know, the, be ready. the processor, each processor is one loan a month. Isn't it easier to just go out and find instead of one yeah. loan free and keep the processor? Because you all yeah. know we're going to come out of this and the one loan a month is really six and then you don't have the processor. So just, you made a lot of money the last two years. I'm sure there's some extra money in the bank. Live off that for a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's it's really, it's hard for people that really, really adjusted their lifestyle, Andrew. We came just off prolific. And you got to see 04 and 05 and 06 like I did. And there's probably, I'm looking, there's definitely people on this call that, that saw that, you know, saw, you know, just writing 80, 20 lie docs, breathing on a mirror. I mean, just getting paid like crazy amounts of money. And I have to tell you, there were parts of 2021 or 2020 that were crazier. I mean, they were just more insane. 
just so even crazy. I you, I had a Tesla and we were doing like a hundred and some odd miles an hour. You remember, right? I traded in the Tesla and I'm driving a Jeep Wrangler now during the pandemic because I wasn't driving anywhere. I said, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's smart. It's acting smart. You know, you want to outlast everyone else, by the way, you want to be standing uh, uh, at the end of this. And I'm, I'm telling you, um, I, I'm not screaming from the mountaintops. This is like those of you that gave me a bunch of crap and called me, uh, called me old and out of touch when I said prequal one over. Who's laughing now? When I said, don't be prequaling at three, prequal at four. Joel, you don't know what you're talking about. You have to prequal at three or the agents won't use you. And I was like, I don't know what agents you're working with. But I can tell you right now, if you explain that what you're doing is protecting them by prequaling over. And now some people are like, Joel, I should have been two over. <laughs> and that's a, uh, Andrew, t- tell everyone what in your group over the past month, um, have you gone through meticulously all your prequals to pull the ones out that were no longer qualified? And yeah. what did you do about it? And tell people what you did, because there are people on this call that have not done that. They are sitting yeah. with stuff in their No, I mean, it's a, it's a great touch point, Joel. And I think if you proactively reach out to the agent and the borrower together, you know, in a sensitive way, you don't want to disclose like the client's income or anything. But if you say, hey, John, you know, I looked at your pre-approval. We had kind of maxed you out at X, Y, Z. Rates have gone up a little bit. Your max is now this. I think by being proactive, everything in a way, and you get this, Joel, is a show for the agent, right? You have to show that annuity partner, that agent that's going to send you 12, 15 deals a year, as long as you're in this business, that you're proactively protecting their interests. And it's a touch point. So I think anytime you can touch base with a referral partner with beneficial information is always a win. Um, And and I'm meeting agents every day. I'm still meeting with agents every day myself. So. Yeah, it's it is. Uh, there are a lot of people out there getting burned uh, where you got prequals out there from three months ago and the people are no longer remotely qualified for for what um, for what you qualified for. Let's put it that way or and or that new payment literally made them pee down their leg and, and the, the agents are out there working with them and you haven't said a word. And you're going to get a contract in and it's not going to be pretty. That is not a phone call. You want to be on with an agent pretty much ever telling them that, oh, great. Thanks for the contract. Uh, By the way, I gave them their new payment and they literally peed down their leg. Like they're out even before any contingencies are like, pull it. I'm gone. I'm done. Okay. So there are a lot of you out there that have stuff in your, I'm calling it your virtual file cabinet. We used to have real file cabinets with manila folders. You have a virtual file cabinet. Everyone on this call might have people out there that they, they, the customer does not realize what their payment's going to be in this market. And unfortunately the rates have not gone up enough. I know you're going to hear it here. I'd like to see the rates go up a little more so you all can really get some aggressive arm product. Right now, it's hard to do that aggressive arm product where the rates are. We need them higher so you have an aggressive 357. A lot of people, Andrew, on this call have never even sold a product like that before. I was telling someone, Andrew, I have a one-month adjustable on my house. One month adjustable. I built it in 2003, refied it in 2005. So it is 17 years old, never touched it. It's the greatest loan ever. If What's the, the consumer average interest knows rate how to use it. What oh, rate have you paid on average? It is low, man. It is low. Right now I'm paying two and three eighths or two wow. and, you know, whatever. But but it is, but you, I never paid the neg am. I mean, you have to, you have to know how to sell it, you know, Everyone, I mean, I could have done a LIDOC then, but I did, you know, I didn't do a LIDOC, which by the way, a LIDOC is just 
when you lie and say what your income is and you get approved for everyone. That's called a lie doc loan instead of a low doc loan. But, but you know, now that you have to qualify, I mean, how many loan officers, Andrew, out of 20 could sit with a pen and a calculator and explain that loan to people? Two, three, maybe you should yeah. be one of those three. Okay. Yeah. Cause if not, one of those three is going to, is going to take you out back and, and, and beat you. You know, you don't want someone talking to Andrew Marquis or I'm um, see, I see Jen Miklos sitting here. Jen Miklos, you're in trouble because you guys have been around. You know how to sell those products. You, you know, you're going to wax the other person that's trying to sell them some 20 year fixed or some wacky program. They're in big trouble. But, but I think Andrew, I don't know what you think. I think the rates need to go up a little for us to have those, for us to have those programs. Cause I don't see them coming with, without it. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. It needs to be enough tangible benefit, for sure. So uh, uh, anything else, Andrew, that people could just take away from this as we start to wrap up? How many purchase units you got on the books for June, your group, Ballpark? We, I can say that we locked 61 million in loans last month. So we locked okay. about 100 deals. And, you know, refis are what, 5% of the business right now. So we probably locked 95 purchases last month. Okay. So, so, so everyone, uh, you know, yes, Andrew Marquis is a little unicornish. Okay. But he's in an extremely tight inventory market. So I would say to everyone on this call, you have no excuse not to be playing ball at whatever your level is. If your level's 20 units, it's 20. It's 15 if it's 15. If it's 30, it's 30. There's people on here that are 40 and 50 unit loan officers on here. And there's just no reason. There's no excuse. The loans are out there. They're out there. And now is, is the best time to take them. The other thing, Andrew, that I'm seeing going on, and just tell me if you're seeing this, is we have a generation of loan officers that never really got taught how to be a loan officer. They were taught to say take a name and a phone number and give it to a support person. Now the support people have been riffed, and now you have a loan officer sitting around not knowing what they're doing, taking loans and nuking them. So the saves... For the good loan officers, what I hear every day, Andrew, is they're going up. And then as soon as someone like you gets a save, I'm willing to bet you're probably at lunch with that agent within seven days, which means whatever loan officer screwed that up has a big problem. I'm seeing that all over. Again, major market share taking time. Yes, for sure. For sure. No, for sure. All right. Well, everyone, I hope you got some good nuggets out of today. Again, this is streaming live. It'll be uh, put up as a podcast as well, and you can watch it on YouTube, but it, it will live. It's living on LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook right now. Andrew Marquis, thank you so much for your time. Always love having you on. Everybody, remember, it's go time. I don't care if it's the summer and you're like, oh, I'm going to go out on my boat that I bought that I never should have bought and pay $900 per gallon for gasoline to do nothing. I'm going to turn my phone off. I don't care if the agents call. I'll put my away message on my email. Dumb play because Andrew Marquis is picking up his phone. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. All right. There's a whole bunch of people with their cameras on right now that I know all of y'all are picking up your phone. Okay. And if, they're, if you're picking up your phone and, and the other guy's phone is off, the off phone has a problem, a big problem. Okay. You're not going to get called again. So it is literally go time. Andrew Marquis, thank you so much. Everyone have an awesome week. By the way, two weeks from now is July 4th. No call. So we'll see you in four weeks. See y'all later. Bye-bye. Thanks, Joel.